0: Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another week on the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. It's hard to believe it's May. I love it. It's May. Oh, it's so great. (laughs) I know. I love May and like May to September, but really like August, September because it's hot. Like, I'm mm-hmm. that's my
1: happy place for sure. Nice. Um,
0: but God, it's the end of the year. It's just wild. It's gone by so fast for Will. It's the last year of preschool. Like, I just can't believe he's going to be in kindergarten next year.
1: Oh, it's exciting, but hard. I get it. I know my oldest, Jamison's going to be. Fifth grade. And it's weird because it's like, that's what I taught. So now I'm like, oh my, it's just a weird thing to wrap my head around. Totally. At that yeah. age. Ugh. Yeah. My mom taught me in fifth grade really. Mm-hmm. I and keep saying I want to go school Jameson.
0: And like, he's like, Oh, think about it.
1: <laughs> well, you kind of did during the pandemic. I did. So now I'm like, well, and that was second grade, you know, not my strength. And I'm like, totally. grade, we could have so much fun together. <laughs> we'll see. I Maybe love for it. part of the year. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. I love it. Um, okay. So on
0: today's episode, we're going to talk about a specific game to help students master commonly confused words, which I love because we're willing. About that, you are constantly reading essays that are chock full of words that students are using incorrectly, right? It's like spelling and grammar obstacle course with words like there and there and your and your and it's and it's right. You want to be assessing their literary analysis or their narrative writing skills, but it's so hard to get past sentences like T H E I R going to the store instead of T H E D Y apostrophe R E, right? to the store. You get know what I'm saying? It's different if you're, it's hard to hear that, right? Cause there it is, but I think everyone problem. gets
1: it. We've been there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so your students, right. Generally speaking, it might be in seventh and eighth grade. If you're listening to this, some of us probably have fifth and sixth graders, but even still like they should have this dialed in, right. They should know this stuff, but they don't. So you try to explain to them, that they're using the wrong word. It shows a lack of attention to detail. And it's like showing up to a job interview with mustard on your shirt. Like you should be paying attention to this, but our students just don't necessarily, right? So you want them to demonstrate that they are careful, that they're thoughtful writers and mixing up commonly confused words can make it seem like they haven't taken the time to proofread their work. I mean, really that's the truth, right? And it's like, meh, close enough, good enough. I don't know about you, but like, I always reread my emails that I send out. I reread text messages. If I read a text message back and I made a mistake like this, I'm like, oh my gosh, don't judge me. I, yes. I was
1: an English teacher. I do the same thing. I'm like, sorry, I have to fix that grammar mistake. It will drive me crazy. And it's yeah. like a silly text, but I have to fix it. Yes. yes. So we want to help
0: them, right? We, how do we do this? How do we get them to finally master these commonly confused words? And so in today's episode, we're going to break it down for you how to do this through a great game. So whether you do this activity at the beginning of the year, maybe you do it in the middle of a writing unit because students need a refresh. Maybe it's something that you're going to do right now at the end of the school year, right? Heck, you may as well. You know what I mean? Like just get it done with them, like teach them this. So following these steps is really going to help students finally get a grasp on those tricky words um, and be able to reflect on it, okay? And their writing is going to show that obviously as well. So the first step in helping students master commonly confused words is simple as it sounds to teach it to them explicitly, like teach them the difference, right? Put it on the board. I just remember like some, I don't know about you, but when I was in the classroom, it was very much, um, mentor sentences. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there was this whole missing piece of explicit instruction. And that I think really hurts students. So use mentor texts if you're into that. And we also get to provide students with that explicit instruction in this case. Um, So this is going to mean like listing out a bunch of the most commonly confused words on the board and provide students with not only clear definitions and examples of the homophones, but also explaining the differences in meaning between them. So for example, you can explain that T-H-E-I-R refers to something belonging to someone, while T-H-E-R-E refers to a place, right? Like, so we're giving them very explicit instruction. And by making these differences clear to students, they're more likely to remember them and use the correct word in their
1: writing. Perfect. So I love it. The explicit instruction, but it's not enough because I'm willing to bet at some point students probably did have explicit instruction on these things and they're still not using the words correctly. So now we can take it a step further and we can play a game with them. And we know about games, right? Because it really helps cement the material for them, gets them engaged, gets them interacting with words, and it's going to help them retain it later on. So a fun and interactive game for students to really master these homophones is called Homophone Hit. It's competitive. It's fast-paced. Like, it's just fun, frankly. And if you're an EB Teachers Club member, you can find this game inside the club. You're just going to search for homophone review game. And if you're not an EB Teachers Club member, you can absolutely create this on your own. And we're going to walk you through how you would do that. So to set up the game, homophone hit, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to write down a bunch of common pairs of homophones and you're going to use big pieces of paper to hang around the room. You might want to consider like, can I do this activity in the cafeteria or outside if your classroom isn't so big? So. Think of all the homophones. I'm going to give you some in a second. And what's important here is that you write one on each piece of paper and you type it or you write it really large. It needs to be visible from, you know, a good distance. And you might want to even laminate it so you can use this in the future. So the homophone pairs that we suggest are accept, accept, two, 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 affect, effect, then and then, weather, weather, there, there, and there, right? All three of them. Your and you are, compliment and compliment, allowed and allowed, it's and it's, principle and principle, are and our, cite, like your eyesight, right? And then a site, a location, and cite, like cite the text, do and do, every day and every day, lose and loose, who's and who's, and new and new. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt loose and lose.
0: I swear adults mix up the most of any, All of these the time. On,
1: especially on social media. It drives me nuts. <laughs> okay. So maybe like adults could play this game too. It could be. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you have your list of words, you put them on big posters, one on each poster or big piece of paper, and you've hung them around your schoolyard, your cafeteria, whatever. And then what you're going to do is you're going to divide your class into two teams. And students are going to compete against each other one at a time. And at the beginning of each round, you're going to read off a sentence that includes a homophone. After the full sentence has been spoken, you can yell go or whatever word you want. And one student from each team has to race over to the correct spelling of that homophone and slap that poster lightly with their hand. And the first student to slap the poster, if it's correct, will receive a point. And you can just tally those points on the board. Now to keep students on their toes, we suggest that you use some of the homophones more than once. So they're not going, okay, she already did loose. Okay, I just know it's the other one, it's lose next time. Nope, you're gonna use it maybe two times or three times. So just because a poster has been slapped once doesn't mean it won't be the answer again. And then it's simple, the winner of the game is the team who receives the most points. So it's so much fun for them. And when you do this activity in your classroom, a really quick and efficient way to set it up is go on chat GPT. We keep talking about this, but if you go on there and you ask it to come up with a bunch of sentences and then give them the particular homophone, you're going to have a whole list of them for you to use. So it's so fast and easier. Maybe they're even in your textbook already. And then once students have played the game, you're probably going to want to do a check for understanding, right? Just make sure they've got this stuff down. If not, you might want to play the game again. So what we suggest you do is for each set of homophones from the game, have students create one sentence that uses each of those homophones correctly. So let's say it's the homophone pair do, D-O, and do, D-U-E. They might write down, do you know this essay is due tomorrow? And that way you can check to see, okay, do they understand? Oh, I just used do. Do they understand it? Does it make sense? And if it does, great. They probably got this down based on all their sentences. If they're still struggling with coming up with those on their own, maybe we go back to that explicit instruction or play the game again. So that way it's really helping them get used to these.
0: Yeah. So I love this. Let us know if you give this game a try with your students, let us know over on Instagram. If you're doing it, even you take a picture, you can tag us at EB academics, or if you're an EB teachers club member and an EB teacher inside of our private Facebook group, you can let us know over there. Um, it's honestly great at the beginning of the year too, to set students up for success or any time during the year when you're noticing like "Mm, students are continuing to mix up these words in their writing, like let's go back and play that game and you can do it over and over again. Right. Like Jessica said. Um, so as we kind of wrap things up here, I do want to let you know that we're hosting a free workshop series this summer. We're doing two different PDs. Our first one in June is all about engagement. Um, and our other one in July is all about writing. So I want to give you the information for our June professional development workshop, um, it's happening mid June. So you can mark your calendar for like June 15th. There are a couple dates through there that we'll be going live and sharing strategies. Um, and we're talking about three proven steps to finally cover all of the ELA standards, and actually engage your students, right? So it's both, it's multifaceted. Those are the things that we hear teachers struggling with most often. So how do I fit in all of the ELA standards that I need to cover? And then how do I keep my students engaged with the ultimate goal, right? Of getting our students to master those learning and increase those learning outcomes, mastering the standards and increase their learning outcomes. So we'd love to invite you to to sign up for that and come join us this summer. If you go to ebacademics.com forward slash engagement, it's free, it's a workshop series that we do almost every summer. We didn't do it last summer. We did it two summers ago. Um, so I'm excited to, to bring this back to you guys because it really is something that we hear consistently over and over again is struggling with these um, various things. So we're excited to, uh, to get to spend part of our summer with you. If you join us again, you can go to ebacademics.com forward slash engagement. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week on the podcast. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Bye everyone.